Philippians, Galatians, Ephesians, we're almost there, Philippians, and then Colossians, okay? Colossians, and we're going to be in Colossians chapter number 3, okay? Colossians chapter number 3, so uh, when you get there, just kind of hold your finger there for just a minute. Um, so uh, for some of y'all, I know some of y'all, this is, you're here for a baptism, all kinds of I'm going to catch you up a little bit, but we are in the midst of a series right now. We're in the midst of a series right now, I'm going to put that up, it's, it, and here's the title of the series, one, two, three. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. And so we're now, I think it's in week seven, we've been talking about this, this subject of being overwhelmed. And we've looked at how, in, in, a, in a way, if you ask somebody how they're doing, you're going to get two answers. One is fine, which is a lie. <laughs> and the other one is busy. Busy. How are you doing? Fine, which is a lie. Or two, busy, because we're wide open all the time. We're overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed with our schedules. We're overwhelmed with our family. We're overwhelmed in our marriages. We're overwhelmed with our finances. We are just overwhelmed. Can I get an amen? We're overwhelmed. Okay? Now, for, uh, for, the, for, for those that have been with us for the whole entire time, we've realized that that is not God's plan for our life. It's to be overwhelmed, but yet we're there. Now, what we had to determine is the reason why we're there, it's not God's fault. It's whose fault? It's my fault. It's our fault, right? Okay? And so just to kind of go back to the beginning, and I'll do this real quickly. The first thing we looked at is we need to understand what our purpose was, our purpose in life. And it wasn't about serving on a team in a church, even though that's a great thing to do. We'll talk about ministry next week. But our purpose in life and, and, and our complete and whole purpose, only purpose in life, is to glorify God. Can I get an amen? It's to glorify God. In everything we do, we want to glorify God. And so we talked about our purpose. Then we talked about who comes first. And we determined that God comes first. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Then we talked about how to keep God first. That we need to live a, a, a life yielded to the Holy Spirit. We need, we need to, to, to read our Bible and actually do it. <laughs> we, we need to be in constant prayer. And, and, and then we talked about how we need to get to a place, okay, some of, some of our issues is we've got things out of order. We've got things out of order. And that's where we've been for the past couple weeks. All right, so let's put that list up so we can kind of understand what the, what the true order is according to God's Word. And I'll put this up here in just a minute. So according to God's Word, okay, all right, so we've established that God is number one. Now, God is not just number one, and then the, here's number two, and here's number three, and here's number four, and here's number five. God is number one in all things. Everything, okay? So God, God has to be first in our marriages. God has to be first in our family. God has to be first in our work. God has to be first in our ministry, okay? So we, we established that, that God is number one in all. But then we said, okay, we, God is number one in all, but who comes after that? And it was our spouse, okay? we got to prioritize our spouse, okay? And then it comes our kids and family. Some of you are still struggling with this, that I put kids, that I put your spouse before your kids. But the best thing, you're, a healthy family starts with a healthy marriage. Say amen. Okay, that's the best gift you can give your kids is a healthy marriage, okay? So spouse, kids and family, work, and then ministry. And so over the past couple of weeks, we have been walking through each one of these to say, okay, how do we make these a priority in our lives according to what God says so that God can be first and priority in these areas? So two weeks ago, we talked about in our marriage, love and marriage, we talked about uh, kids and family last week. So this week, we're going to talk about work. Let's go ahead and put my title up there, my t- title up there. 
First week, first week we, we referenced a song, Frank Sinatra, Love and Marriage, right? Okay. Uh, last week we talked about a sitcom, Family Matters, but now it's, we'll, we'll let the seven dwarfs tell us, right? Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go, right? Okay, off to work we go. Some of you are like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> off to work I go. Or here's a better way of it in 2019, I owe, I owe, it's off to work I go. All right, well, that's a different message completely, all right? But off to work I go, off to work I go. We're going to talk about what does God's word say from the standpoint of priority in, in work. So if you're in Colossians chapter number 3, you're in Colossians chapter number 3, because some of you are like, where did you get that order, Buchanan? Where did you get that order? And it is actually laid out perfectly in Colossians 3. Now, at the beginning of Colossians 3, it talks about from verse 1 to 17 how we make sure God is first in all. So we see God first, and then two weeks ago we looked at, at verse 18 and 19, where it talked about husbands and wives, okay? Then last week we looked at, at, at 20 and 21 that talked about kids and family. So here we go in, in verse 22. Now we're going to talk about what does it mean to, to put God as a priority in our work. Okay, so if you're either in Colossians, Colossians 3 verse 22, if you're look, either looking in your Bible or looking up here on the screen, if you're there, say, I'm there. Here, here we go. Servants, and I'll explain this in just a minute, okay? Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. And then we're going to go into, into chapter 4, just that first verse in chapter 4. It says, Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, Known that you also have a master in heaven. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for the truth of your word. Lord, the goal, the goal today is not for us to take scripture and, and, and twist it in a way that makes us feel good. Or in a way that we're, how we're operating our lives right now. The goal of today is to look at scripture and, and, and rearrange our life according to God's word, according to your priorities, according to how you laid it out. Lord, we may not like the things that we see, Lord God, but Lord, it's true. And Lord, I'm thankful that we follow a God that does not lie. And so, Lord God, I pray that we would take today as truth, truth that needs to be applied to our life, truth that needs to be taken as, as, as what it is, a true, when we live in a world that wants to tell us a lot of lies. And so, Lord, today I pray that, Lord, this is one, and one more step in, 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 in making sure that we put things in proper perspective, proper order. But also, Lord God, that we see that this thing called work, that there's a way that you can be first in our work. And, Lord God, I pray that we would put these things in practice so, Lord, you can change what work looks like for us day in and day out. So, Lord God, I need you today. Lord God, you know physically I need you today. And so, Lord God, fill me with your Holy Spirit and use me in a great way. And, Lord, when it's all said and done, when we leave here today, the only person we see is a great and wonderful Savior. We pray all these things in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about work. We're going to talk about work. But we're going to start with number one. 
Start with number one. So if you're taking notes, we do have a couple points this week, okay? Let's look at the origin of work. Let's look at the origin of work. Because some of us have a, 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 a bad um, uh, viewpoint of work. We, we look at it as like this thing we have to do, that we're forced to do, that, you know, it's just something, I, I, you know, let me get that out of the way so I can move on to what I really want to do and all that kind of stuff. But let's look at the origin of work, okay, the origin of work. Let's start in Genesis. Genesis right here, okay. It says Genesis 2.15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it, okay. Now, now I, I, won't, I won't go to another verse because what, some of y'all want to jump ahead and say, you know what, the reason why we got to work is because Adam ate that apple or whatever it was. They don't say, they didn't say it's an apple. It's a fruit, okay? We don't know, all right? But because Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, that's the reason why we have to work. No, no ma'am, no sir, okay? This is before the curse, but, uh, this is before the fall, before the curse, okay? The only thing that happened when, when, when they ate of that fruit is work became hard. Work became hard. Before it was it was enjoyable, it was pleasurable, it was something that 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 was part of the deal, but it became hard. Now, so I want everybody to understand from the origin of work that work is God's idea. Work is God's idea. He didn't just create and create Adam and Eve and put them in a garden and say, "Okay, just enjoy." No, he said that he said he took the man and said, "Here we go, put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it." Adam had a job. Adam had a job to do, okay? It was his responsibility to take care of the garden, okay? It even talks about when he starts to name the animals that it talks about he would have dominion over the animals. So he had a job. He had a a responsibility, okay? So this whole thing of like this, uh, you know, well, uh, the reason why we have to work is because, you know, we're cursed and we're sinned. No, that's why work is hard. Not that it says we don't have to work, okay? We don't have to work. All right, so that's the first thing. We need to understand that work is God's idea, that it, it started, he, gave, he gave man a responsibility, a job in the garden, not to just to be there and sit around and enjoy. He had a job to dress it and to keep it. All right, number two, number two. We're going to fa- go a little fast at the beginning and we'll slow down. Number two, our attitude towards work. Our attitude towards work, Okay. Because, again, when we look at work sometimes, we look at this as that, oh, I have to go to work today. Let this Friday coming soon. Man, I'm just going to get through it, push through, right? Don't, don't look at me like that, okay? Don't, don't act like you're like, oh, it's time to go to work today. Woohoo! all right? Like you are a dwarf or something, all right? So our attitude towards work. Let's look at a couple of verses on that. Our attitude towards work. Our attitude towards work. Ecclesiastes 9.10, okay, so here's, here's, here's Solomon and all his great wisdom. It says, whatsoever thy hand find to do, do it with thy what? Do it with thy might. Look at this, notice this. Do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the what? Grave, whether thou goest. What's kind of interesting here is that, that basically Solomon is saying, hey, we, we, you work and do it, work as hard as you can because there's coming a time when you can't work. There's coming a time when you can't work. And so do it completely, 100%, with all your might. Do it, work hard, because there's a time when you won't be able to work, which is kind of a weird concept to think about. Like, so we're supposed to work as hard as we can because, oh, unfortunately, there's going to be a day when we can't. Some of you are looking forward to that day. Say amen. (laughs) 
I don't know about the grave, but that's kind of a little much like retirement, right? Some of you are, are excited about retirement. But it's kind of interesting when you look at this. It's basically saying, okay, look, like whatever you do, work hard, do all I might, because there's like a day when you can't work. That really this verse is talking about that work is a privilege that we have. Now, we don't look at that, but it's a privilege that we have. That you, for, for some of us, the, the fact that we can physically still go to work is a blessing, there's some people that don't have that blessing to be able to physically go to work and do the thing. But right here it's saying, hey, whatever thy hand find to do, do it with thy might because there is no work in the grave. There is no device in the grave. There's no knowledge of wisdom in the grave. And that's where we're going. So why we have an opportunity to work, let's work. Let's look at another verse. Let's look at another verse. This is a fun verse. In all labor there's what? Profit, Okay. But the talk of the lips tendeth only to, and this is really, I'll explain this word, okay? It, it, it's penury. Penury, okay? Penury. That word penury means poverty, extreme poverty. This is kind of fun. If you work, you profit. If you just talk about it, you don't. <laughs> All right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm thinking about going to work. I probably should go to work. Let me help you where you're going to end up in. Poverty, okay? We, we live in a society where you go to work, you get paid. If you don't go to work, you don't get paid, all right? So if you just talk about it, all right, here we go. A little less conversation, a little more action, right, okay? In all labor, there's profit, but the talk of lips tends only to penury. Now, I'm going to address an issue with the attitudes. Sometimes, I'm not saying that everybody feels this way, but sometimes we get this mentality that, you know what, I'm going to work to my wage. By golly, I make $8 an hour, and I'm going to give them my $8 an hour worth of work. By golly, if they want me to give 10 hours worth of work, they better pay me $10 an hour worth of work. Let me help you with this. If you have that attitude, you're going to keep making $8. <laughs> All right? This, this whole mentality that we have that, you know what, I don't ever get ahead. I don't ever get ahead. I, I, all I can do is I can I'll only make minimum wage, or I can only do this, or I only do that. Let me help you with this. Three things you can do, and you will always have a job, and you will not stay where you are. Here we go. Ready? Show up early. I didn't say on time. I said show up early. Show up early. Here's another one. This is a, this is a novel idea. Do what you're told. <laughs> okay? Do what you're told. Like whatever your job description says, do your job description. Okay? Now here's, here's the big one. Some of y'all missed this. Do every single day, do a little bit above and beyond. Do a little bit above and beyond. If you show up early to work and you do what you're told and you do a little extra every single day, you will not be in the same place you are. It will not happen. Now, you're like, well, I've been doing that, Buchanan, and I, I'm still not getting work. Find a new job. you got a horrible boss, okay? That was a bad idea. Never mind, okay? <laughs> Pray about that. Pray about that, all right? But, but really, and the reason why I say that, in our society, most people are late to work. Most people don't focus on what they're doing. They're, 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 you know, okay, and I'm not trying to be, but, but okay, if you're, if you're at a desk or whatever like that, and you're saying, well, I'm going to work for 15 minutes, I'm going to get on my phone for five, and then 15 minutes and go on my phone for five, that ain't, that, you're, you're, let me help you with this. When you do five minutes on your phone every 15 minutes, you're stealing 
They're paying you an amount of money for an hour. You're supposed to, okay, if they're paying you for an hour, how much are you supposed to work of that hour? All of it, okay? And then there are hardly any people nowadays in society, unfortunately, that are willing to go above and beyond. So if you show up early, if you show up early, if you do what you're told and you do a little bit more, you're going to stand out. I know that some of, my, some of the older people in, in, in my crowd right here, you're, you're thinking, that's what I always do. <laughs> Let me help you with this. You're a dying breed, unfortunately. And it's sad, and I hate to say this, but it's sad that we have generations coming up and they can't even show up to work on time, they can't even do what they're told, and they can't do a little bit more. I promise you, you do those three things, you will always have a job and you probably will always get promoted. Okay, it's just, but, but because here's what it is, like in all labor, there is profit. If you work hard, it will benefit you, okay? But we have to work hard at what we do, okay? We can't look at it, and, and I've been, I'll tell you this, I've been guilty. I've been guilty in, in my life and not really focusing on my work. I'll be honest with you, I've always thought ministry was in the future, and sometimes I, I, I worked at my current job like it was something I had to do for now so that later on I could do something else. But here's what I need to figure out. Even though I was looking forward to that day, they, I still need to give them 100% while I was there. We cannot be this whole, when you're at work, be at work, okay? Now, on the other side of that, okay? When you're at work, be at work. Now, let me help you this. When you're at home, beware. Be at home, Okay? So all this works together, this whole out-of-order stuff, some of you are like, you know what, well, okay, how do, my, how do I make my wife a priority, okay? When you're with your wife, when you're with your husband, be with them. When you're with your family, when you're with your kids, be with them. When you're at work, be at work, okay? That, that's not a novel idea, is it? Okay, good, all right. All right, some of you are like, okay, Buchanan, tell us something we don't know. All right, here we go. I'm not trying to impress you, I'm just trying to give you the Bible. Here we go. Number three. Number three, all right, instructions to employees, instructions to employees. Here's where we're kind of getting to me the message. Instructions to employees, okay, so, so, so some of y'all in here are employers, okay, some of y'all own businesses or in a management role, your boss role, whatever it may be, we're going to talk to you in just a minute, okay? But some of y'all are, are, are employees, you, you report to somebody else, okay? You report to somebody else. All right? And some of you are like, well, I do both, Buchanan. Okay, you need to be a good employer to the ones that report to you, and you need to be a good employee to who you report to. Let's go back to our verses. Okay? All right, servants. Now, some of you are like, Buchanan, I'm not a servant. All right? And I get that. Understand this is a different society. This is a master-slave. I get that. I'm not saying you're a slave, all right? To your, to your boss, even though some of y'all feel that way, okay, all right, I'm not saying you're a slave to your boss, but, but the, from the standpoint of the servant has a job to do, and there's a master that tells him what to do, okay, it says servants obey in what, all things, okay, in all things, all right, so there, this, this whole, you know, the, and, and I think especially with the millennial crowd, it's like, you know, if I, you gotta, I, sometimes you don't have to understand why, if your boss says, go take out the trash, here's what you do, you take out the trash, okay? Well, well, why am I taking out the trash? Because I told you to, all right? Okay, whatever. All right, okay, servants obeying all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service, not with eye service. Now, that word eye service means don't just work when the boss is looking. Don't just work when the boss is looking. And I've been in situations to where it's like, it's like okay, I've been working hard the whole entire day. Everybody's been goofing off. Boss comes around, and they're all like, 
I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay? <laughs> like, I want, but that's what I, want, I wanted to, at those times, I wanted to be my boss over here and say, look, I've been giving you my full hour. They've been giving you about 15 minutes, all right? Okay? But not, not with eye service, not just when somebody's looking, okay? And we'll talk about this in just a minute. As men pleasers, okay? So not as eye service because we're just trying to please men, but in singleness of heart, fearing who? God. Now, here's a, here's a, how, wh- what all can God see? Everything. He sees everything. So when we're goofing off at work and we're like, well, the boss don't see, well, yeah, there is a boss that sees. <laughs> His name is Jesus, okay? He is the Lord, okay? All right? But in singleness of heart, fearing God. And, and this is where, where really, from the standpoint of, of helping us see our work differently, is we're, we're, obeying, we're obeying our masters in all things, not so the masters see or the or an employer see what we're doing, but we're doing it so because we know that God sees. And out of fear and respect and honor for God, that's why we do what we do. Verse 23. Verse 23. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the who? Lord and not unto men. Okay? That word heartily means with your whole heart or in sincerity, okay? With your whole heart. Like you, when, when you're at work, you need to be invested in your work, okay? It, it, it's an, it's a, it, what's sad to me, I don't know if y'all figure this out, but have you noticed that the quality of things that we buy has gotten worse and worse and worse over the years? You used to be able to buy a car and you could drive it for 300,000 miles and it wouldn't break. I've had personal experience where you can buy a car and you don't even have, you have less than 100,000 miles on it and you're still paying for stuff, okay? The, the quality has gone down. Well, now, some of you are like, well, that's the company's fault. It might be the company's fault. They may be doing cheaper parts and all that kind of stuff, but unfortunately, I think it may be the quality it's built with. We, we don't live in a society now where we take pride in our work. That we look and say, you know what, hey, uh, look what I did today, and I, I, I did the best I could because I want to make sure that this is the, the best I can do, and not from the standpoint of, 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 of men, or let me th- help you with this too, not just from the standpoint of a paycheck. If, you're, if your job is just about a paycheck, you'll find a different job, and you'll find another job, another job, because it's got to be more than just the paycheck. And so you're, you're doing it with all your heart. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily with your whole heart. As unto who? Again, say this again. Unto who? The Lord and not unto men. Now what's interesting is, is sometimes we'll work harder for men than we will the Lord. Why is that? Why is that? Because if I knew, let me, let me say, say I, I, was, I was building something. I'm just using an example, okay? Well, I don't know what everybody does here, okay? Say I'm building something. Say I'm, I'm, I'm whatever, okay? I'm building something. And, 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 a, and, and a man comes by and checks it, okay? If that man thinks it's good, that's one thing. But man, if I knew the Lord was coming by to check my work and to see what I was doing, by golly, I'd make it sure it was the best. Because I want to make sure the Lord, man, I want him pleased with what I'm doing, okay? As unto the Lord and not unto men. What was really interesting, I was at Lawler's the other day. Well, was the other day, and uh, if, if y'all if y'all are not big barbecue fans, that's fine, whatever. Okay, but I was I was going through the drive-through. And I took a picture of it because at the bottom of their of their um, uh, menu right there, uh, when you're like on the side pulling the drive-through and some of that, it says um, we strive for excellence, Colossians three twenty-three. That they look and say, you know what, we're not we're not doing this. And if you've ever gone through Lawler's 
or Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I know y'all think I'm the Christian chicken, okay? All right? But there's a different experience you get at Lawler's. There's a different experience you get at Chick-fil-A than what you get at Taco Bell or Burger King or McDonald's. No offense, okay? But there is a difference. Say amen. There's a difference, okay? And, 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 and you can say what you want to, but for Lawler's and for Chick-fil-A, I believe, is that they're doing it more than just about pleasing men. They're trying to please the Lord. Now, I'm not saying that at all. I, I, I've worked in an establishment that said, Christian owned and operated. And I said, yeah, just in name. All right? I get that. But there are some companies that are trying to do this because they understand the only person they're trying to please is the Lord and not men. Let's keep on going. Verse 24. Verse 24. Knowing that, look at this. This is really interesting. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the word of inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So even from the standpoint of our jobs, what we get from our work, we look at it and go, oh, uh, here's my reward. I get paid. But your reward is really not your paycheck. Because the reward doesn't come from your boss. The reward comes from the Lord. Okay? So some of y'all don't get this. Like, you're, you're saying, you're saying the, the, the way I work and how hard I work, that, that the Lord's going to bless me and reward me for the work that I do? Help me out with this. That, that the Lord will bless you based upon how you, because you don't serve a man or a woman or whatever. You don't serve them. You serve who? The Lord. You serve the Lord. And so if you're serving the Lord, if we work in a way that I'm serving the Lord, I'm not serving men, I'm not men-pleasing, it's not for eye service, I'm serving the Lord, then we understand if we're serving the Lord, the only person who can give the reward is who? The Lord. Now look at this, verse 25. This is interesting. And he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, for there is no respect to persons. Just so we understand about that is that as much as we get the reward from the Lord, also, if we do wrong, we'll receive the wrong from the Lord. And that kind of changes things a little bit, okay? So, so if, I, if I work hard, God's going to bless me. Great. If I don't work hard, if something comes my way, it may not be my boss's fault. It may be that there are consequences to the way I'm working, and the, and the Lord's going to have to bring in here and handle the wrong, okay? All right. Let's look, in, let's look at the Ephesians verses now. Ephesians verses now. Just, and this kind of just repeats the main thing, just kind of keep it all in the same place. Servants, be obedient to them. They're your masters according to the flesh. Okay, so this is two different, two different letters to two different churches, all right? It says, with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Verse 6, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. Verse 7, and with goodwill doing service as unto who? Say it again. The Lord and not to men. Verse 8. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall be received of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And that's pretty interesting too because then it helps you in case you were this whole, this whole slave mentality, whether you're bond or free. If you're doing work, this still applies to you, all right? This still applies to you. And I think, and I didn't say this last week, but you do see Ephesians and Colossians, him addressing um, similar topics with both of them, because here's the deal. This is a problem that's, that's not just, just um, what's what I'm looking for? That this is a problem that's not just a problem in one area or one location or one, it's, it's a problem across the board. The fact that he had to deal with the church at Ephesus and the church at Colossae, that tells you that, hey, this is a problem, not, this is a, this is a problem going all over the place. All right, now, 
Last one, number four. Number four. Instructions to employers. Instructions to employers, okay? And I know we have several people that, that are, that are in, a, in a ownership position, manager position, boss position, okay? So there's stuff that you need to do as well. There's stuff you need to do as well. Here we go, Colossians. Go back to Colossians. Here we go. Colossians 4.1. It says, Masters, give unto your servant that which is what? Just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. A master in heaven. Let's look at the Ephesians verse, and we'll go back and forth. Okay, Ephesians is a 6.9. Ephesians 6.9. And ye masters do the same things unto them, forbearing threatenings, knowing that your master also in heaven is a, is a respected persons with him. All right? Which kind of interesting on that side of it, that as much as the employer is being held to a standard, or excuse me, an employee is being held to a standard, so is the employee. So go back to Colossians. Go back to Colossians 4.1. Masters, given to your servants that which is just and equal. Now, let's, let's put that in, in 2019 terms, okay? If you're, if you're an employer, if you're a boss, if you're a manager, here's, here it is. Do right by your people. Just do right by your people, right? Treat them with respect. Like now, you know, you're, and, I, and, and some of you are like, well, I deserve the respect. Here's what we need to understand. The way th- this works a lot better is that we need to have some mutual respect going on. This, this whole I, I idea of, I, I, and I get that, I'm the boss, I tell you what to do, all that kind of stuff, but there's a way to talk to people, there's a way to treat people, you don't have to cuss them out, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that, you, 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 you ask them to do something, you hold them accountable to it, you treat them like a human being, okay, you treat them right, okay, and because you also need to understand that you're being held accountable because you're not the master either. You're not the boss either. And it's, almost, it's very interesting that when we talked about this in the, in the marriage situation, is when we talked about wives submit to your husbands and all that kind of stuff, and we understood that the reason, reason why a wife can submit to a husband is because a husband is submitted to God. Say amen. Okay? If, if a husband is submitted to God, a wife has no problem submitting to a husband. But, but what happens is when the husband is not submitted to God, that's where we have some problems going on. Same thing with this. Okay? Some of y'all are getting frustrated because your employees are, 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 are not doing what you want them to do. But on the other side of it, are you submitting yourself to God in how you lead your company or how you lead your people? Is, is it, is it I'm, I'm following God and I'm, I'm going to do it the way God tells me to do and I'm going I'm to be the Christian I need to be? Like here, Here's what I want to help you with. You do not, oh, I've got to say this real quick. You do not have to divorce work and Christianity. Now, that, there's a little bit more to that in just a minute, okay, because I, I feel like this, we need to understand this, okay? You, you do not, well, well, you know, being a Christian doesn't work in the workplace. It does work in the workplace. It does work in the workplace. Well, I, ha- I, have, to, I, I, I have to treat my people a certain way if, or they won't get it all done. You know what? You can still be a Christian and, and hold your people accountable and have them do what they're going to do, but that doesn't mean, like, th- this whole mentality of, well, I, you know, I, I'm a Christian and, and I, I'm going to do this and do that, but I've got to get the job done, so no. You do not have to divorce work and Christianity. Let me help you with this, too. Nothing, nothing says that you cannot bring your Christianity to work with you. I want you to bring your Christianity to work with you. Because when, let me help you with this, employer, employer, when you want to just get a hold of somebody, can I get a witness? 
You want to get a hold of somebody? You better have your Christianity with you, okay? Because the Lord's going to say, uh-uh, don't you be taking that in your hands. You're like, oh, but I really want to. All right, I want to take them into my hands and, uh, okay, all right? Like, you can bring your Christianity to work. We need more Christianity at work. This whole, the, this whole mentality of, you know what, of, you know, this workplace and this and that and all this kind of stuff, but man, when he goes home and he goes to church and all kind of stuff, that's why we have a lot of people saying, I'm not going to church. This is so interesting. I've got to say this real quick, okay? This whole mentality of, and, and, and I, I, I'm going to say this real quick, okay? I know some people have a hard time with church because I'm not going to church with a bunch of hypocrites. Here's, here's the deal. We're all a bunch of hypocrites. We're all a bunch of sinners. The only person good is Christ, okay? Let me get that out there, all right? But on the other side of it is that, look, somebody, a wise manager told me one time, you, you better enjoy what you do because you spend more time at work than you do with your own family. Now, I, I, from the standpoint of the joy, but, but the time you spend at work, and I'm thinking, how much of a witness are we for Christ at work? Because you can't act one way and then go, hey, by the way, come to church with me Sunday. Or, or you know, you act like hell on earth, and you're like, hey, hey let, me, let me tell you about the gospel. Who, who, you are, who you are at home, who you are at church, who you are at work should be all the same person. Be all the same person. Now, some of you are like, well, okay, I'll start cussing in church. No, that's not how this works, okay? No, who you are at church should be, re- should be a f- reflection of who you are at home and a reflection of who you are at work. Like, I, I hope we understand this. Like, work, work is not something that's like a segmented part of our life that we kind of do, and i got to get through that and get that over so I can go do something else. No, as much work can be as much ministry and then some of you are like, Lord, we're not talking about ministry this week. Are there people at your work that need Jesus? Are there people at your work that need to know that, you know, there's somebody that they'll pray for them? Is there somebody at work that's going through a hard time? And if you just kind of would say, hey, I'm here for you, man. I'm here for you, lady. Whatever it may be. Like, it, what we do at work, like, there, there may be some opportunities there. Um, I mean, I love it. We're, this week, this week, this Thursday. This Thursday morning, Lord willing, Lord willing, um, there's going to be a Bible study starting, um, a discovery Bible study, starting at the Joppa DOT. The Joppa DOT, y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay, all right, the Department of Transportation, all right? But it's starting there, and here's what, what's really cool about that, is that it's one of our church members that's going out there and starting all kinds of stuff. You know what I love about it? He's taking the church, he's taking the church and taking it to work. And I believe there's some people that are going to, First of all, they're going to they're gonna grow if they're already Christian, but I believe there's some people that are going to get saved at the Joppa DOT because we didn't separate our Christianity from our work. We brought it in, okay? We all good? We all good? I don't know if it's quiet because we're all struggling in this area or we're quiet because you know what, Buchanan, I'm awesome. Great. If you're awesome, that's great, all right? Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. <clears throat> this is our invitation. This is our invitation. Now, here's what we do. Here's what we do. Um, we got, we got, we're going to have a couple of um, people for the altar. Some people for the altar. Roger. Roger for the men. Alyssa.